Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on go to Dobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. in St. Louis. Your time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Cardinals open a series in Detroit tonight and we welcome to the show Dan Dickerson, the play-by-play voice of the Tigers. Dan with Michelle Smallman. This is Randy Carrico. Thanks for joining us on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Everything's great here. And I want to start with this because I really thought that your club, the, the Tigers, I, would th- I thought that they would be worse off than they are. And from my vantage point, I think A.J. Hinch is doing an amazing job. I, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's been fascinating to watch this process. <clears throat> Priority number one coming in was, as he said, we've got to get the starting pitching right. We've got to get the pitching right, period. Because that's where the strength of this organization lies. Certainly has some good position players coming up, but the top prospects were pitchers, Mize Manning and Scooble. And so to watch them progress and to build that rotation using two of those guys, and now all three are in the rotation, uh, has been in- incredible because it, it's a process. And they just stuck with it. They lost 18 of 21 at one point earlier in the year. But you could see in that stretch the starting pitching was improving. It was all about there was no offense. Now the Tigers are last, well, since then, 21 and 18. And they're just more competitive. And it's been led by a starting rotation that's been quite good that unfortunately lost, you know, two big pieces, Turnbull and Boyd, in the last couple of weeks. And now it becomes a pretty tricky time just getting to the all-star break, finding enough starting pitching. Dan, keeping those encouraging signs of improvement in mind, what do you think that Detroit's approach will be as the trade deadline comes? a great question because Alavila, the Tigers general manager, has said we're kind of past the point of we're making trades just to restock the farm system. Farm system right now is considered, I would say, consensus top five in, in all of baseball. So it's been restocked. It's getting better. There are guys who are getting close to the major leagues. So what does that mean for the most obvious tradable piece, Jonathan Scope? who's 29 years old and you know he's not old he's actually a guy that you might want to use you know for a couple more years because there's no obvious guy at second base that's coming up through the system or do you try to get something you know what are you going to get for a two-month rental teams aren't going to give up pitching they're not going to give up an everyday guy they're going to give up a prospect so It'll be an interesting balance. I think it's they're just very much going to wait, see what some of these guys that are either on one-year deals, and Jonathan Scope, again, is the most obvious, but they're not going to trade away any of their young guys. They're not going to trade away a Spencer Turnbull who's under control through 2024. Some are advocating that, but um, don't you want starting pitching? <laughs> so I think really I, I, I can't picture big moves 
other than see what Jonathan Scope brings you. But I'm not picturing a two-month rental bringing back a lot. Dan, if Jonathan Scope was available, what sort of package for him would be enticing for the Tigers? Um, I would think you would probably aim for, at this point, you know, a bullpen arm. Uh, somebody who's not far from the major leagues. You know, if she's just going by Alabama's statement, we're not, not doing it to restock the farm system with some low-A guys. Um, I would think some kind of a bullpen arm. So you're kind of doing a need for a need. There are, you know, Chicago White Sox lost Nick Madrigal. That was a big loss. He's done for the year. Could they use a Jonathan Scope? Absolutely. Jonathan Scope is going to help a team. And the White Sox have lost serious offense with no Robert, no Jimenez, no Madrigal. I would think that actually could be a good fit. You don't usually trade within your own division, but the Tigers aren't going to catch the White Sox this year. And then they've got some bullpen depth. So to me, that's that's actually the kind of trade I could picture uh, because there's a huge need right now in Chicago for what scope actually offers. Dan Dickerson, the voice of the Tigers with us on 101 ESPN. And Dan, it's interesting to look at the typical lineup for the Tigers and just guys that we've generally heard of before that, that have been around. But the Tigers' top prospect, the former number one pick, Spencer Torkelson, what sort of a player is he? And I know that MLB has his ETA as 2022. Do the, do the Tigers expect him to be around next year at some point? Oh, I think that's probably pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> They pushed him from, you know, think about how amazing it was. He, you know, he didn't obviously get drafted last year. doesn't play any <clears throat> minor league ball. He's all in the alternate camp all year. And then struggles in the spring. And everybody's like, oh, my God, this guy, is, is he a bust? <laughs> he struck out, I think, 16 times in 25 spring training at bats. And then nine of his first 12 at high A ball. And then he does what Spencer Torkelson can do. He just started crushing the ball immediately got moved up after about a hundred at bats to double a, and he, he started to match the ball there as well. And if you see a young hitter is mashing a double a, I mean, he's just not going to be far away. Riley green's the other one to keep an eye on because those are, those are the top two. They're both consensus top 25 prospects. And I would think as long as they keep hitting the tigers, I've never done the, you know, let's not start the clock thing. When these guys are ready, they promote them. And I would think 2022, maybe not at the beginning of the year, but certainly is quite realistic at some point for both Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson. And it wasn't too long ago that the Tigers had multiple centerpiece type players, obviously Cabrera at the height of his powers and Martinez and some of the others. And the Cardinals, after Holiday left, Dan, they were looking for a centerpiece type player. They thought Goldie would be the guy, and he is. But you need multiple centerpiece players, right? So you talk about Torkelson and Green. The Tigers are going about it in a different way. The Cardinals had to go out and trade for Arenado and uh, and Goldie. And Torkelson and Green can be those guys for the Tigers in the future right and, and it's it's fascinating to me always you know when when you're trying to build a championship lineup you can't just build it around kids you know the tigers have miguel cabrera still for a couple more years but right now let's face it he's not a middle of the order presence like he used to be so you have to probably think about adding someone to that mix of the young kids who are coming up and they've got a couple here in, in Cameron, Badu, and Hill, by the way, who all might be contributors in the outfield next year. But I, I think it's, you know, there's certainly thinking there has to be that veteran presence. And this crop of shortstops coming out of the free agent market certainly mm-hmm. is enticing. And the, the owner, Chris Hillis, has made it clear that at the right time, 
this team will spend. They've cut the payroll from over two hundred million to well under one hundred million. And I would think that that's you know, and Alavilla's kind of hinted at that because right now there is no obvious shortstop. There is no more important position beyond catcher in AJ Hinch's view than shortstop defensively. And if you can get a defensive shortstop who can hit a little bit, that would add a ton and all of a sudden you've got the makings of a heck of a lineup. But Spencer Torkelson would be at third, probably. He can play first as well. But I would think that's the the biggest priority, and I would think most likely it's going to come on the trade or I'm sorry on the free agent market. Dan, I want to get you and allow you to provide some perspective for Cardinal fans because Cardinals haven't won a World Series since 2011. They've had they've had a good run. They've never had a losing season under John Mozeliak. But because right now they're struggling, there's a lot of fans here in St. Louis that want John Mozeliak fired. Uh, how? <laughs> Well, th- that kind I'm of laughing is- just because I was looking at, I mean, I was looking at the Cardinals' success, and I'm like, this team has had a losing record once <laughs> in 20 years and has been to the postseason, what, 14 times in that time or mm-hmm. something like that? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Won a couple World Series, then to four. I'm thinking, okay, well, that sounds like a, a fan base that's a little bit spoiled. Uh, and, you know, that's no knock, but I'm just saying they, that's a heck of a run. To put it into perspective, the Tigers went to the World Series in 06 and 12, didn't win either time, only won one game. I think the Cardinals were one of the opponents. They were. And haven't won a World Series since 1984. And the losing in recent years has become rather staggering. And this fan base is ready for a turnaround, and it's coming. I really believe that. So so I'm not going to criticize Cardinals fans because they're used to a certain level of success. But I would say what they have done, and I think the Red Sox kind of fall into this category too, even with their, some of their ups and downs, the, the overall 20-, 30-year track record of sustained success is impressive. And what struck me was, there just aren't many teams that can do that without a huge payroll. And the Cardinals have, I'm sure, a good payroll, but it's not huge. So we've talked about it on the air for years. People can say, oh, the Cardinal way, you know, that's, they kind of say it in a mocking tone. Guess what? They've got something pretty good going on there. And they're a competitive team every year. And that's really rare. I appreciate that perspective. And by the way, I was thinking about this morning, all four of the Tigers pro sports franchises are, or the Detroit pro sports franchises are enduring the exact same thing, aren't they? They're in the midst oh. of rebuilding. <laughs> I'm a Detroit native. I'm a diehard sports fan. And it's killing me to see, you know, the Lions, that's been a lifelong thing. But, you know, the Red Wings are struggling. The Pistons are struggling. They've certainly had their successes in recent years. So, yeah, it's a tough time. Somebody totaled up the losses one year for all four pro franchises. Like, that's a record for a single season for four. You know, it's just like, oh, okay, come on. Can we? Let's see the upturn here. And I do think the Red Wings, you know, under Stevie Eisenman, I, I do think he's got an idea. and I think they're in the right direction. And so are the Pistons. I feel the Tigers the same way. I don't know about the Lions. I'm ever hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe Jared Goff is the answer. We'll see. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Dan, you do great work. And as I'm driving around on uh, Sirius XM, I get a chance to hear you guys. And I really do admire and appreciate your work and appreciate you taking some time with us this morning. Thank you very much. Hey, enjoy talking with you guys. Thank you. Take care. That is Dan Dickerson. He is the voice of the Detroit Tigers. And he joined us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. 
The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.